Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, no matter how you shop, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Pedrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting and pumped on in! The Giants have won the pennant! Brad Evans and Double G here for Thompson to Clark. And you know, Brad, my focus is entirely on baseball now. Basketball is dead to me. Yeah. The Warriors lost the Lakers. Brian and I will be back sometime this week to break down the end of the season. And, you know, the offseason for the Warriors is going to be really crazy. So I imagine yeah. there's going to be lots of interest. So not that I wanted the Warriors to lose in any way. I wanted to see another championship. Right. But there's going to be a lot of content for the podcast. But yeah. that's what we hope to have for this show is we just hope to have a lot of content for the giants. And we're going to check in about that a little bit later with a segment that uh, you have for us, but why don't we check in on the latest happenings of the giants this week? They, they made some announcements uh, over the last, over the weekend, I guess we start, which is looks like it's Casey Schmidt's position, right? Like he, he him and yeah. JD Davis, because they sent down David VR, who was hitting a very Conforto-like uh, average there. <laughs> uh, like, what? What's? I think we've talked about this before on the show. Like, yeah. what's the new Mendoza line? Because <laughs> the Giants have oh, a couple of guys. Yeah, <laughs> I think the new Mendoza line is like one seventy. I mean, it's not. It's not two hundred anymore. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, and and it's not just because of the Giants. I mean, that's like. Major League Baseball wide averages are up. Babbitt is up without the shift, you know, things in the pitch clock and everything else. And, and you know, that type of stuff. But you still see the low batting averages yeah. are really, really low. And it's, um, you know, and, and again, when you're a home run or strikeout team like the Giants, you're going to have some really cool looking power numbers with some weird RBI because you're going to have guys who hit seven home runs with 14 runs driven in uh, <laughs> who are hitting 170. And that's what we've got, you know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's ugly and it's may. So the numbers are always going to be even weirder. 
So uh, the Giants kickoff, kickoff, this is not football. First pitch for the Giants <laughs> is uh, in about an hour as of this recording. They might here. as well kick it off. They're punting a lot of wins <laughs> lately, I tell you that. So uh, they have Philadelphia here for three, and then the Marlins come into town for three as well before the Giants go on the road to uh, Minnesota next week. Wow. So, you know, we, we talked about this last week, which is, you know, you kinda, you're kind of hanging around teams that are all around 500, still early in the season. And here we are, the Phillies, 20 and 20, and the Marlins, 20 and 21. So, you know, Giants, if you're going to make a run, this is a, a pretty good time because there's a lot of people losing faith here. It's, I think it's a little bit too early to lose faith. But I also don't blame fans for losing faith because this season does feel a lot more like last year. Not not even last year in the beginning, because at the beginning it was awesome. And then they just kind of periodically throughout the season just got averager and averager. And that's kind of what it feels like right now, even though you can look at Logan Webb and he's you know pretty much who he's always been. scalfani has been up and down, but... Every bad start seems to be excusable because of some silly injury, like dropping a piano on your toe. <laughs> <laughs> Who? I mean, is this uh, like is he John Lennon or Paul McCartney or Elton John? What's going on, man? Why you know? Stay away from the piano. I, I, I know, know he was career. he was he was helping his kid. He was helping his kid. So I I got to give him that. But yeah, look at you know take look look at it. This doesn't weigh that much. <laughs> the uke, baby. If you drop the ukulele on your foot, you go, oh, was that a feather? So you can just, you know, you can just get one of these. And there jam, you go. Right? Super easy. I hope YouTube doesn't hit us for copyright on those. <laughs> for for playing the C yeah. chord three yeah. times. <laughs> uh, so, so what are your thoughts on VR going down? This was the move that I was hoping they were going to make. Not that I'm into this thing of like, who's the newest, sexiest prospect now? And then you got to get rid of last year's sexiest prospect. But there's just the mere fact that he just wasn't hitting. And that's what he's brought up here to do. Yeah, exactly. And and it's unfortunate. But you know what? He's got to get his sea legs back under him. He was such a, you know, such a shot in the arm last year uh, when he came up. And, and And then this year, Casey Schmidt is that shot in the arm. So I think... You know, VR kind of sees that. And you know how baseball is. It's supremely mental. And Mm -hmm. they basically handed him the third base job in spring training. That's what they said, right? That's what in all the interviews. All those, all the Kapler and uh, Farhan all said, VR's our guy. Yeah. So, so when you do that and it's a mental game, all of a sudden you go, I'm a young kid who came up last year and showed what I had. Now I've got all the pressure in the world to keep this third base job but you know really and, and he was even given a shot at second base and that didn't, i mean fielding wise yeah that didn't go well right. um, you know that's just not who he is uh so yeah i mean it, it's tough i i'd love to see him he's such an important part of this giants team of the future um him and luis gonzalez whenever he gets healthy is another uh player who the giants are going to look to uh, in the next year or two to kind of shore up this lineup. Um, JD. Yeah, and, and when you say that you're not saying VR is going to be like the Lynch, you know, the linchpin of no. the, like it, it guys like him, guys like Gonzalez, they help with your depth because yes, you have a, you have a young player who's on a, a low salary. And so he helps fill your bench out by not, 
you know, not not being a, a lot a, a giant uh, contract. And if they can come off the bench and hit, or if they can spot start and hit, they're so valuable to the way that the Giants do lineups. But when you're hitting 148, and in I'm going to guess now, I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to guess because his plate appearances are a little lower that per plate appearance, he's got like the highest strikeout rate on the team. And that's just what he's doing. He's just striking out and, you know, he's barely laying wood on the baseball at all. Hit 148, yeah. 240 on base, 318 slugging with his four home runs. So yeah, you, you want guys like him to, show that that they can be valuable even when they're not playing 100% of the time because realistically you know we like to make this joke sometimes he's kind of like a quadruple a player right he does like yeah. he's too good for triple a and he's not good enough for the pros quite yet which also though makes him more valuable than a guy like Ramos cuz at least he showed in triple a that he could hit the baseball very well so i'm still hopeful that he can be a depth piece later, but when you have JD Davis who's hitting well, and then you basically say, Hey, Casey Schmidt, you're our future. We're going to give you a shot. We're going to prioritize you here by sending the guy last year. We did this to down that that's a nice thing for, for Casey Schmidt. And he started out very well. So, you know, yeah. it's keeping us, you know, it's keeping us kind of paying attention to his ABs and, and all that, you know, it's, he's, he's like the new, he's like the new car, right? You're like, oh, oh yeah. the new car. <laughs> you know, we, we, we can I can I get a ride in your new car? And <laughs> you know, there's going to be a point where he's not hitting 458, right? He, you know, right. probably pretty soon. Like he'll probably, if he's like every other rookie, he'll be hitting in the 240s or the 250s at some point this year. But he's the new car, and and we like the new car smell. So David yeah. Br, you know, he he's got a he's got a couple stains in the you know on the seats from uh, from this year. So yeah, he he goes back down. <laughs> He dropped the coffee, yeah. was driving coffee in the hand, dropped it on the seat. But, you know, and it's not even, honestly, it's not even Casey Schmidt who kind of pushed VR back down. Brett Wisely. Brett Wisely has been able to fill in center field, second base. Uh, he could play shortstop uh, if you need him to. He, he's a guy who can play around the infield and the outfield and pick up those at-bats, and his at-bats are getting better and better. He's hitting the ball hard. He's making good contact. And that's what the Giants want. VR was striking out quite a bit. Um, defense was okay at third, not very good at second base. Uh, then you got another guy. So not only was Casey Schmidt breathing down his neck, Brett Wisely, now you've got Tyler Fitzgerald, a shortstop infielder, um, who was just promoted from Richmond up to Sacramento. He's played in 11 games there. He's hitting 326 with three home runs, nine runs driven in, seven walks in 11 games. So now you got a guy like that, too, who who is kind of knocking on the door. So... You know, I, I think VR's got to go down and just kind of show his worth and, and and show everybody who he was. I mean, gosh, he was the 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 AAA PCL. They even call it the PCL anymore. The, <laughs> the, the AAA West, whatever you want to call it, Player of the Year. So yeah. I mean, that that's that's awesome. And and so we know he still has it. But that brings up the point: Do you start looking at a guy like him as a trade piece? Do you start to to look at him and say, can can we do, can we move him and get like a seventh inning left-handed reliever? I mean, well, you know, different things that they can do. So they have to start getting creative soon if you are going to have start uh, have guys starting to hit at the AAA level. Yeah, 
Yeah. So what's what's some other news that came out? Well, uh, Darren Ruff, we talked about him getting DFA'd last week. He will not be back with the Giants. He did not escape through waivers. Minnesota or Milwaukee. Milwaukee Brewers, right? It was Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yep. Milwaukee signed him. So good luck to Darren Ruff, except against us. You can hit <laughs> every other team, especially the Dodgers and the Padres. But so he's he he will not be back. And it looks like Mikey Stremski should be back sooner than expected. We are not yet. We are just uh, almost halfway through this month. And I think originally people were thinking, you know, more towards the second half of the month when he would be back from his uh, his hamstring injury. Uh, so it looks like they will get, you know, another outfielder guy who, you know, who they depend on to hit right handed pitching. So that will be a nice little uh, piece back for the Giants. And hopefully, uh, good news, because, you know, yesterday and the day before, uh, losing, you know, not not scoring very many runs against Arizona, in Arizona, and you just rely on your your starters to do a little bit too much. So that's uh, hopefully that hopefully he can he can bring some offense back with him. Yeah, and, and that's a, that's another piece, uh, right? Uh, or uh, you know, another bat in the lineup that that the Giants really need left-handed bat. So. I, I mean, right now they're very balanced. Like the, the lineup we threw out yesterday was one of the most balanced lineups I've seen us throw out in a long time. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it went left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, all the way down, which was awesome to see um, because then, then, then you don't have to worry too much about the line changes happening later on in the game. Um, you know, we left-handed specialist comes in right-handed specialist later then they have to kind of work their way through the lineup mm-hmm. um i'd like to see more balance to the lineup the giants just don't have that right now um i enjoy like when you're facing kershaw throw all of your right handers against <laughs> that, but but we don't have like ronald acuna jr so we don't yeah. have those yeah. right-handed power bats and and average bats that are just going to destroy a pitcher like like Clayton Kershaw so you know if we can stay balanced I personally like that a little bit more than than the right-handed left-handed heavy lineups yeah no I it's what they want to do and when it's so funny because they lose one player and all of a sudden it looks like there's like the way that they tried to do things is all now jacked up. Oh, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so ho- yeah, hopefully they, they are more comfortable in that, in that balance. Uh, you had texted me a couple of other things that, uh, that are to update fans about Luke Jackson, our guy used the force Luke Jackson. <laughs> he of the uh, UCL reconstruction. He threw one inning. Uh, yesterday for San Jose. So that's some progress there. Uh, And that's a great arm for the bullpen because, uh, you know, the bullpen is such a, a a hot point right now of the season that, that seeing Luke Jackson come back would be, you know, awesome. That's who the Giants signed. They expected to get him around June. So we're kind of on, on point for that. And then Austin Slater uh, has a hammy issue and he is continuing to rehab and then Jock day to day with a right hand contusion. I think they should, you know, Jock's day to day. In any, I think Jock Jock should just be day to day for like the rest of the season. <laughs> like, just give him the excuse, right? Like, yeah, you know something's hurting. Like, he's at that age of being a player where he's like, I yes. swing really hard. <laughs> 
you know, I run and, yeah. and I, I'm limping. And so it's just any, like, just let's go. You, I'm, I'm day, day to day, day to get out of, I'm day to day to get out of bed every day. I could tell you that much. It's I get out of bed and it's like, am I going to stay out of bed or am I going to head right back in? Yeah, I'm with him. So, uh, oh, I just I just got a report from uh, Alex Pavlovich. He didn't send it oh, to nice. me directly, but he no. Uh, <laughs> oh, hang so, on. Oh, there you go. I so think you got it too. Yeah. Yastrzemski came off the IL, but he, he Jock goes on the IL. So yeah. Jock is not day to day anymore. He's officially on the injured list. So there right. you go. Nice but that's good there. because y- you don't have to worry about trying to option somebody, pass somebody through waivers, or, you know, do any of that stuff. Yeah, I guess the candidate to go down would have been Brett Wisely um, at that point. But, it, you know, at this point, it gives Jock Peterson a little bit of a rest. You get a left-handed bat back, you send a left-handed bat to the IL. That's fine. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good exchange. I want, I want to see Jock healthy. I want to see him swinging the bat hard like he does, hitting the ball 158 miles an hour off the bat. <laughs> no, nobody does that, but still. Yeah. All right, so where are we going to go next? I think we should go. Uh, why don't we go player of the week here? Yeah. Uh, good. I, I have a feeling I know who's going to win this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, you know, <laughs> I, I thought about doing the player of the week and I was like, oh, I got to get the player of the week up. we got to get the poll going. Gosh, it's going to be tight. And then I f- completely forgot about a particular player who came up this week and I was like, oh, <laughs> well, okay. But uh, so we threw it out there, player of the week. <clears throat> I threw three out there like I normally do. Coming in last place, Logan Webb, 14 innings pitched this week. A 2.94 FIP, 10 strikeouts in those 14 innings, 12 hits, two earned runs in 14 innings, and he went 1-0 and because yesterday was kind of a hard luck. He didn't, t- he didn't take the loss, but it was kind of a hard luck game um, against Arizona where they lost 2-1 in extras. Or not in extras, it was actually bottom of the ninth. But Logan Webb, after a week like that, comes in last place. Um <laughs> Because of the winner coming in second with, I think maybe one vote uh, was Michael Conforto. Who's finally starting to kind of heat up a little bit. He hit 273 on the week, had a 195 weighted run creation plus Um, that's good for three home runs, five runs score, four ribs, but the winner player of the week, the obvious choice, Casey Schmidt, 93.8% of the vote. There you go. Uh, 255 WRC plus, which is ridiculous. 458 average, two home runs, five runs, five RBI. Um, the new anointed saint to take us to the promised land, Casey Schmidt. I can't imagine the weight on that kid's shoulders right now. You know, the Giants fans have been frothing at the mouth for a prospect, a hitting prospect to come up since. Uh, Brandon Belt, right? I mean, that was yeah. probably the last hitting prospect to come up for us that we thought this is going to be the guy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, congrats to Casey Schmidt, your first player of the week on the Thompson to Clark podcast, and we hope you get uh, many, many more. Now, l- let's let's make this a slightly more extended Casey Schmidt conversation. So, obviously... Very small sample size, right. but <clears throat> there is excitement, right? Like 
he comes out and, and we had made this joke on the podcast, like what's his first hit. And I said, it was going to be his four, it was going to be his fourth AB and he was going to go yard. And then he just goes yard in his second at bat. <laughs> so that you can't really have a bigger splash than that, than to come in and just go yard. And then he went yard the next game or one of the next game, you know, I think, I think it was first, like the first game in Arizona, right? Is that what it was? Yeah. 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 So that'd have been what Thursday. That's when he went four for four. And he goes upper tank in Arizona, like yeah. 460 some odd feet. So you can't really go wrong with the start. Uh, I think the worry is, is that when Crawford comes back, how much is he going to play? Because J.D. Davis, who also plays his position and is the veteran uh, of the team right now uh, on that side of the infield with Crawford, He's got seven home runs, 22 RBI, and he's hitting 293. So you can't sit J.D. Davis. He's one of right. your two best hitters on the team. He and Tyra, I guess you go Lamont. So one of your three best hitters on the team right now. So when Crawford comes back, do we all of a sudden see a platoon situation with B-Craw where B-Craw plays against the righties? And Casey Schmidt plays shortstop against the lefties. And then he and J.D. Davis, maybe if it's also uh, if it's also a uh, a left-hander and they don't want to do that, then maybe one of J.D. and uh, Casey plays third and the other D.H. So that they can do some stuff. I just wonder how much do you think we see Casey Schmidt play when Brandon Crawford comes back? Well, so Brandon Crawford is back. So oh, his yeah, first he, game, he is back. Yeah, he, he's back. Right. Yeah, yeah. But his first game was yesterday. So the sample of that, let's take a look at the sample. So they started uh, against Brandon Fott, um, who is a – he's a righty, correct? Yes, he's a righty. So righty yesterday and Brandon Fott. Righty today in Brogdon for Philadelphia. So we haven't, we, we don't know yet because Brandon Crawford started yesterday and he's starting again tonight. Schmidt is at second base tonight. JD Davis was DH yesterday. JD Davis is at third tonight. And like I said, Casey Schmidt at third yesterday, second tonight. Yeah. So lots of flexibility. And, and, and I see what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know if the Giants at this point want to sacrifice defense for lefty-righty matchups. I would hope not. I would hope that Brandon Crawford stays in there. He's going to get his rests because he's got the bum knee. Yeah, he, he, you know he, he's an old man. He's got a cane. No, he, he's he's not that old. I mean, was he thirty-five years old, thirty-six? Um, but I, I I would hope personally that they keep. Crawford and Schmidt on the left side of the infield as much as possible. Although JD JD Davis has worked on his defense over the last year or two and defensively he's played really well except for he was playing he was playing really well. Casey Schmidt's first game in the major leagues when he was playing shortstop, JD Davis made two plays at third where he kind of bobbled the ball and I thought, "Oh, I wonder if he is kind of feeling the pressure a little bit of like, I want to prove that I could play third base. Then that way, when Crawford comes back, you got JD Davis Crawford and then 
Schmidt at second base. And Tyro's kind of, I think Tyro's DHing tonight. So he's kind of getting a little bit of a rest from his legs. Um, so I, even though the platoon makes sense, I don't think it happens. I think they're going to try to keep the best defensive team on the field because the Giants have so many sinker ball and ground ball pitchers. I think they're going to want to go with defense on the field first and foremost. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out of market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What do you see out of his swing? Some of it could entirely be, oh, they don't really know him, right? These pitchers don't know him. Right. They're relying on a, a really small uh, book. Uh, of triple a and double a stats and and stuff and data that they have he obviously is a strong dude to be able to to do what he did in those those couple games but i i do wonder like he didn't he wasn't tearing it up in triple a when they brought him up and that is a hitter's right. league so some of this may be you know a little falsified and i, I really wonder what kind of hitter he is uh based on what we've seen so far double a he he tore it up so that's yeah yeah that's different that's a different thing but uh, i'm very interested to see how he attacks or how right-handed pitchers attack him i guess is is probably a better way i i honestly think in the majors he's probably a 270 280 hitter he's probably a 20 home run guy maybe 18 20 22 somewhere in that range um but but he's going to be a guy who saves runs and he's also going to be a guy who will not be a liability in the lineup. He's going to be a guy who can make some contact and make some noise. Um, and, and I think that's what the Giants need, in, honestly, right now in every position. Um, and Brandon Crawford was that for years, right? He was a guy who was not, not an easy out in the lineup. He was a tough out. There were a few years there where, where Brandon Crawford was a tough out. He had some pop but you could not take him out of the lineup because you needed him to save yeah. you runs and make plays. And I think that's what Casey Schmidt is going to become as well. I remember Kruko said one time he thought Crawford was going to be a batting title winner 
wow. a, a, a batting leader for for average. Yeah, I, I and I watched his his left handed swing against left handed pitching, and I was like, mm, mm, not yeah. so sure about that. If he, if he, not, he could just keep yeah. breaking righties, then sure. But yeah, yeah, that's not that's not Will Clark on a, a slider no. from a left hander where he would just take it and poke it into left field. Yeah, and another knock, you know, two yeah, for not, four again. <laughs> yeah, that's not Crawford style there, but uh, and yeah, I mean, he's the best giant shortstop in history. So even if he never oh, yeah. got to that status that Kruko saw, he's still. He's still a great, great player. He won't make the Are Hall you, of Fame, but he's going to make the. He, he he may not even get a statue, but he's going to make. He's going to be around this this uh, franchise for a very long time. Yeah. Are you saying better than Johnny Lamaster? Is that what you're telling me? Better than Johnny Lamaster. Better. Don't than go the, there. Better than the late Jose Uribe. Ah, uh, Uribe. Yeah, uh, that was. Those were the good old days. Edgar Renteria. Mm-hmm. Edgar Renteria. He wasn't around long enough to no, be considered. But like he, he was on the World Series great. team. Yeah. Well, I mean, all he had to do was hit the game winning <laughs> home run <laughs> to, to win the World Series in 2010. And he did that. So he's up there. I mean, he's like top five just because he did that. So, yeah. What about uh, Jose Vizcaino? Ooh. Yeah. There was one shortstop that the Giants had for a year or two. And his trivia note about him was that he didn't wear a cup. No. Oh. <laughs> it was a guy that they had picked up from the Tigers. I'm forgetting his name, but he played shortstop uh, for a little while for the Jets. That wasn't that wasn't Vizcaino. I don't think he, he was. He played Vizcaino. for the Tigers. No, okay. But yeah, and yeah, then we had Omar Vizquel. Omar Vizquel. Uh, he even yeah. even when he was 75 years old, he was picking it. That's right, man. He was playing some good shortstop. Holy moly! <laughs> All and right, didn't wear a cup. I got to figure out who that was. Yeah, that forget, living dangerous. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, let's get to the drink. What are we drinking? I went very simple because yeah. I went in my cabinet today and I was like, mm, I don't really, I didn't really have anything on the mind. I didn't have anything that I wanted to impress you with. We did the, <laughs> we did the, um, the mix last week where I, where I took the old fashioned mix, though I have a different one that I'm saving. I didn't want to go back to back old fashioned. Uh, but I did want to tell you that we did do the, uh, for JJ's party. Uh, yeah. He graduated. We did do the uh, the beer. What was the beer that I was telling you that we uh, were Modelo? Modelo. Yeah. And turns out that uh, a lot of JJ's friends couldn't make it because they had their own parties. Their own families were in uh, town. Yeah. So we had this 24-pack of Modelo, and nobody was drinking it. So my uncle, he goes, all right, we got all these Modellos. I haven't had a beer in 20 years. What? That's what he said. And so we all, there's like 10 of us, and we just all just just had one just for celebrating, for celebration. <laughs> so nice. I, had, I did have one Modelo this weekend. Pretty oh, decent. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's refreshing. It's like, yeah, it's the lightest thing, you know, and it's uh, the, the, the carb intake is a little high for my taste. Yeah. But- it was totally fine. I enjoyed it. That's that's the biggest problem with beer is when it's cold, when the beer is cold and the weather is hot and you've got a light beer, it turns into, hey, I'm drinking a light beer. But when you have three of them, you're like, I might as well have just had a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. I just downed three low-calorie beers. So, Yeah. we my uh, The other thing that's funny about Arizona, we went to uh, Friday night – uh, we went to uh, – technically, it was an Irish pub, but it just felt more like a sports bar to me. 
<laughs> and we had we had a bunch of people and my ex-wife and uh her I, they're they're not technically divorced but they're separated um her current husband uh they were there uh my kids were there uh my wife was there and a couple of Brian's friends were there and I was like okay my ex-wife put in money for food for the little party that they, that they were throwing for the graduates. And I was like, okay, I got, I got it. I got it. I'll take care of bill, food, beer, whatever. And like in the back of my mind, I always forget to do the Arizona math in the back of my mind. I was like, okay, the bill should be around 250 or 300 bucks, let's say. Yeah. And then when I get the bill and I'm like, $99. Like, what's going on? And then I was like, oh, yeah, the Arizona math. I always forget to do the Arizona math when I'm there. And so then I made sure to tip our bartender very well because I was like, it's yeah. ridiculous. That do do they have gonna... low sales tax or not any sales? It's just the drinks are so much cheaper than any Bay really? Area, like fancy schmancy bar where, you know, cocktail is 20 bucks in the Bay area and it's like eight bucks in Arizona. So that's crazy. I think, see, I think what we need to do is every time we need to, I want to go get a drink. We seem to fly out to Tucson. Yeah. Fly exactly. out to Tucson, <laughs> get some drinks and then fly back. And it might still be cheaper than it is uh, in the Bay. Well, area. I'm telling you, that's how it is here in Reno. It's weird because you can go to a fancy place in Reno and you, and you could pay, you know, 15, 16 bucks for a cocktail. Then you could go to a casino and you could pay eight. Then you can go to Tahoe, which is 30 minutes away. And then you could pay 20 plus dollars. So it's, I mean, it, it's touristy. It's not, it's kind of all over the place. So we have our special places we go. We, we always, we have our list of happy hours. Um, because if you don't hit those happy hours here at some of the places, my God, yeah, it's crazy. I think I paid three seventy five for a pint of beer during happy hour at one of our favorite places uh, about a week ago, and I'm like, there you go. we got to keep coming back here, man, dude. You go to <laughs> you go to Oracle, it thinks twenty bucks. Oh, easily, <laughs> easily, man, insane. <clears throat> so okay, so I, I didn't even mention my drink. Uh, oh, yeah. Brad's suggestion to me was if you're a fan of Trader Joe's to get the Kentucky's best bourbon because it's a good mixing bourbon. It's not your it's it's not your drink straight or on the rocks bourbon. It's your mixing bourbon. Yeah. So that's what I grabbed. And then I went to um I've mentioned this before. I like the flavored Coca-Colas, which they call Move limited edition move. Mm, so it's yeah. like some wacky flavor. It's just a different, it's like some sort of taste to it. And uh, so that's what I had. And I mixed it in for my cocktail tonight. I, I don't even know what the flavor nice. is. It looks like it just says move limited edition. It's, <laughs> it's called Coca-Cola creations. So whatever move is, that's what I got. So whenever you drink that, does your move ring on your watch? Does that, does that change? Now? Yeah, like it should give it should have something. It should give me like extra extra energy or <laughs> caffeine or something. Well, we didn't talk. Of, we didn't talk about this, but I I'm I'm drinking Kentucky's best. Also, there you go. Um, I like to do the because I was going to just pour like an Evan Williams, <clears throat> which is kind of my go to, and they're yeah. You know, they're like the the sponsors of Major League Baseball and everything. That has nothing to do with it. But I, I like Evan Williams. It's one of the most 
tasty, inexpensive bourbons, bourbons you can get. Any, any type of Evan Williams is just fantastic. But I like to mix my Kentucky, and, and it was hot today. So that's why I was like, mm, I'm not going to have straight bourbon. Yeah. I'm going to mix it with something cold like you. Um, the Zevia caffeine-free cola. Um, and then uh, toss it in a pint glass with some ice. And it's kind of weird colored because no food Zevia, color. Yeah, Zevia doesn't do caramel coloring. They don't do, I mean, really, the, the ingredients are like citric acid, stevia, and like natural flavoring. I mean, that that's pretty much it. So, um, oh, and carbonated water, you know, because you got to throw that in there. But it's nice and refreshing. It's uh, 77 degrees today, and it's just going up the next couple of days. 71 out here, which is a lot wow. different than the 93. 90- five or whatever it was in tucson when i was god yeah we're gonna hit the mid to upper 80s like the rest of this week so i'm kind of buckling down because when reno gets hot it gets hot and the air gets it just kind of it doesn't move if it's not windy so yeah I'm, i'm getting my drink on all right uh so let's let's see what what should we talk about next let's talk about a game that uh we're going to play it's called real or not real and i want to look at you know this is our our quarter of the season check-in and some of the numbers are are a little weird some of the numbers are great and may not be that great when it comes to the end of the season but i just wanted to mention one thing uh grant brisby kind of had the same idea as us and he wrote his like quarter season check-in and he was talking about the free agents. He was like, you know, Carlos Correa, he is not playing well. Guess what? Aaron Judge, he's playing okay, but he's not Aaron Judge yet. The problem isn't that the Giants missed out on those guys. The problem is who the Giants signed. <laughs> <laughs> so if you add up the Giants' five big free agents, they have a cumulative minus two war. Mm. That means... If you compare them to a replacement level player, they are minus two uh, wins compared to that player. So you put your random player who's the most average of the average major leaguer and our five free agents are worse than, than that guy at each position. So that is, that can't, that can't stay that way or else the giants are, are not, you know, they're, they're, they're just going to go down, down now. Cause they actually need, I, you know, we've talked about Manea and stripling a few times, a little bit about, about Taylor Rogers, but Conforto and Hanniger, you mentioned Conforto's week last week where he looked like he was picking it up a little bit. Hanniger's yeah. also coming off an injury. He didn't really have a spring training. So the hope the, we're just hopeful that based off of those guys resumes, that they're going to bounce back to whatever their average season is. And that's going to be way better than what it is right now. As far as the pitching is concerned, I'm not sure. I have no idea. I'm not sure Manea has any idea where the ball's going right now, right? Like he's not, he's obviously struggling with, with some stuff and stripling is just like, I know where the ball's going. It's just going over the fence. That's where it's going. (laughs) Yeah. So he's just giving up the home run ball, but I wanted to look at some of the numbers and I wanted you to tell me, is this a real number or is this number going to either be much better than it is right now or, or, or worse or, or is it, is it actually a real number? And I'm going to start with Tyro Estrada's batting average. 
Right. Now, when I last looked at this, I think it was two weeks ago, he was hitting much better. I think he was hitting in the 340s. And I saw his BABIP, and it was like over 400. And I was like, okay, that is not sustainable. <laughs> That's no. going to come down. And it looks like it, it has come down quite a bit. But 314 with six jacks, that player with his 11 stolen bases, he is possibly an all-star caliber player right now. And I was wondering if you thought the offensive numbers were real or if they may be slightly inflated and, and he will come down a little bit to, uh, you know, maybe more of an average of what we thought he would be. Well, let's look at his lifetime, including this year. His lifetime OPS plus is 106. Last year, it was 104. Year before that, it was 118. This year, it is 134. So it's definitely inflated. Um, But in all honesty, I think it's inflated because he's becoming a better player. Mm -hmm. I think he's one of those ones who has progressed each year. And so I'm going to say that's real. Is he going to finish 315? Probably not. Is he going to finish over 300? Yeah, I think he can easily finish over 300. He's getting the opportunities. Um, he's playing more confident defense. Uh, so, so yes, I think that's a real number. All right. I think it's closer to real than it's not real as well. Right. Because, and he's never going to be a guy who takes a bunch of walks, right? So he's probably, if this is a peak year for him, I could see him hitting 285, 290, which is not that different from what he's hitting now. It is a a little bit of a more averaging out what he really is. But the thing that separates him from the, uh, the, the normal second baseman right now is the 11 stolen bases and he's just right. hitting, he's hitting pop, right? He's got a little bit of pop in his bat right now, which I think we feel he's always had. He's been so susceptible to the strikeout that, that will, I think that's always going to be a problem for him. He's on pace to strike out probably like 115, 120 times this year uh, and only walk maybe 30 times, 40 times. So he's going to have to be a little lucky with, with the bat, with the bad bib. The one thing, though, about him, he is pretty much the only player uh, who is, I, I guess you could say there are two players. Uh, he and Lamont Wade are the only two guys who are pretty much playing every day. Conforto and J.D. Davis also are are playing uh, at, you know, most of the games. But, you know, as far as you can't get this guy, you can't take this guy out of the lineup. So he's going to get his chances. Yeah. For sure. And and <clears throat> I think it's about time the Giants had a guy, a steady player that they can count on to hit over 300 for the next couple of years. Uh, and, and I think definitely Tyro's that guy. Fun to watch. I mean, God, I love watching Tyro play. Yes. Um, you know, it, it, there a lot of talk recently about the Giants being a boring team and this and that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Tyro and Lamont Wade Jr. at the top of the lineup are, are an exciting way to get things going. And when everybody else starts doing something other than home run or strike out, you know, down the rest of the lineup, then, then those guys are going to score more runs and it's going it, to, it, you know, the, the runs per game are going to go up. Um, yeah, it's boring right now. Things are, there's not excitement, but I would honestly, 
I don't buy jerseys very often, uh, especially of guys who are younger than me. It was always kind of weird, but I would, I would sport a Tyro Jersey. I mean, yeah, I think that would be cool. Kind of like that Estrada on the back. You yeah. know, you know who Casey Schmidt's number is. Is he, uh, is he Hunter Pence? He is the, he na- the, the namesake of this podcast. Robbie Thompson's number six. Also, oh, he J- took six. JT okay. Snow's number six. That's right. So that's that's not a bad one either. If he if he picks it up. So okay. So Tyro currently leads uh, all of the offensive players. He's tied for with Lamont with thirty eight games played. He is by thirty at bats over JD Davis, the highest uh, in, in at bats. He's on target to get close to or right around six hundred if he if he keeps playing the same amount of games. Doesn't get hurt. Keep your fingers crossed. Leads the yeah. team in runs. Leads the team in hits. Leads the team in doubles and leads the team in stolen bases as well as batting average. So he is, he's really having a great season and it's so fun to see. And uh, I hope that uh, he continues because they're going to need it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm going to give you one more offensive player and then we'll go to the pitching side of things. Okay. The offensive player and we'll do, we'll, we'll stay positive is Lamont Wade. Lamont Wade also has seven home runs. Uh, he leads the the team. Or actually, Tyro only has six. So Tyro is second on the team in home runs. Lamont, J.D. Davis, and Michael Conforto lead the team in home runs with seven. Lamont has 27 walks, which gives him an on-base percentage of 427. Is the on-base percentage of 427 real or not real. That, I mean, a 427 on base percentage is usually like, you know, like Ricky Henderson numbers, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that that's, it's not sustainable. It's real right now. But like you said, by the end of the season, that is not a real number. I think it's going to be closer to like 380. 390. I think he could be close to a 400 on base percentage guy. Uh, no problem. Because when you look at what he did in the minors, um, so he had seven years in the minors where he out walked the strikeouts. He had 327 oh, walks and 300 strikeouts in the minors. There you go. Oh, yeah. So I think, I think it's sustainable. His on base percentage in seven years in the minors, 411. Um, no, I'm sorry. 391, um, college 394 majors in five seasons, 338. So that's got to come up. I mean, it's kind of historically who he is. He was hurt last year. What was his, uh, what was his on base percentage last year? It was close to 300, right? 305. Yeah. He didn't, he just didn't hit well last year, but yeah, even in his late night Lamont season of 2021, it was only 326. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, they, they were talking about his eye and how, you know, Willie Mays was saying that, you know, he had an eye that reminded him of Barry. And so Willie Mays is giving him praise. I think 427 is probably high, like you. I agree that it's probably not realistic, but could it be a 380 or a 390? I, I think that I think would so. be, that would be so fantastic for him because. Yeah. What it would do is it would make him stop swinging at at bad pitches if he really trusts that eye. His strikeouts will go down. Last year, 
He was uh, two strikeouts for every walk. The year before, he was about 2.75 for every walk. So now he's a one-to-one. So that is, you know, that is quite the change. And some, you know, some of it is that, you know, he doesn't have to hit against every, you know, the best lefties, right? He's not only, he's, he's not having to hit against those guys necessarily all the time. And so it's very helpful for him to, uh, to be in this, uh, the lineup that, 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 that they run out there. I think it's, uh, I think it is probably more real than not, but I agree with you. I'm thinking like, if he's at 380 by the end of this year, it's fantastic. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think honestly, anything above like 360, 370 is going to be great because that'll be a career high for him. Um, but I, I think absolutely. I I think he could be 390. I think he kind of took it to heart when Brandon Belt left. He was like, okay, I need to be the human strike zone radar so i need you know i I need to keep my eye and i need to to make it even better um they're trusting me with the leadoff spot i know nick martinez uh you know one of our friends of the show uh known him for years first game of the season he texted why the hell is lamont wade jr leading off (laughs) and and now we know you know 40 games later now we know lamont wade jr is leading off because the guy has an eye for the strike zone and it's just phenomenal. It's fun to watch too. I mean, he'll take some pitches and there'll be strikes and he'll know their strikes, but he's kind of setting up. He's looking for a particular pitch. Um, we, again, if he can get on the pro the, here, here's the main problem. So he's getting on his on base percentage is four twenty seven. <laughs> They're not in, in the man. 38 <laughs> game in 38 games. He scored 17 <laughs> runs. I mean, that's, that's a problem and that's not his problem. That's people behind him. That's their problem. So yeah, again, strike out or home run. That's got to change at some point. So yeah, agreed. All right. I'm going to give you one picture. Now I was, you know, I, th- there are some gimmies here and, and th- these to me, these are not realistic. Alex Cobb, 1.7 ERA. The guy's given up more hits than innings pitch, so I don't think that ERA is very real. Though, I do think he is throwing strikes, which is is the big deal. He's only walked eight guys in uh, fifty one, no, forty seven point two innings. Desclafani is even better: five walks and in fifty innings. And Logan Webb, man, this guy's slacking: eleven walks and fifty nine innings. <laughs> the Giants, the Giants starting pitchers throw strikes, unless. You're Sean Monet. He's the only one who's not really throwing strikes. Even Stripling is is he's he's not as good, but he's he's not walking guys. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking like, okay, you know, do we do a Taylor Rogers? No, because he's having a bad year. He'll probably come back to the norm of of what he is. Um, you know, is it Brebbia? No, Brebbia will probably be a little bit better than he is. And so then I just circled back to Dace Clefani because Dace Clefani, even though he had the rough start where he gave up all those runs and early in the game, he's at a three, 3.06 ERA 50 innings. So he's actually going deeper into games. That's over six innings per start for Dace Clefani, which is tremendous. Wow. Um, 50, uh, 43 hits in those 50 innings. Uh, and like I said, he's only walking five guys. He's only given up one home run in the 50 innings, which is great. He's not striking out. A bunch of guys, but that's not really his game. Uh, 0.96 whip, 0.230 batting average against for Dave Sclafani. Is this real? 
Or is last year's Desclafani, uh, where you know he's a six point six three ERA. So basically, the 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 question is: Is the two thousand twenty one Desclafani the real Desclafani, or is the two thousand twenty two Desclafani the real Desclafani? Like you said, I think I think this one's an easy one. I think he's the 2021 De Sclafani. Last year, he was hurt, never really got things going. I think one of those games was against the Dodgers where they just ripped him a new one. Um, this De Sclafani is pitching out of his mind, which is fantastic. So stay away from the goddamn p- piano, though. <laughs> like I said, pick up the ukulele. It's a lot lighter. You, you can drop it on things. It's not a problem. Um, I, I think the way he's pitching now is absolutely more like the 21 De Sclafani, and I think that's who he is. Uh, I think we're going to see more of that as the season goes on. Um, very exciting because if he pitches this way and if Cobb is real, uh, and he pitches that way and Webb, we know Webb is real and we know he pitches that way. And then you bring up a Kyle Harrison midway through the season. Uh, you could have a nasty uh, four man rotation right there. And if you can sneak into the playoffs with that four man rotation being hot, uh, you know, things could look good, but yeah, I think this is the 21 disco and not the 22. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think his, uh, the one thing that I'd be concerned about is the strikeouts are actually way down from the 2021. So if that is the case, more balls being put in play, Giants defense still not fantastic. His his ERA may sneak up a little bit. The hits per nine may sneak up a little bit. But I do think closer to 21 than, than 22. And that has to do with health, right? So let's make yeah, sure yeah. that the toe or whatever is is the frustration. Let's make sure that's right. We got you know, 17 starting pitchers, according to, you know, to, to Kapler. So let's make sure he's good so that he comes back and he's pitching healthy and not injured yeah. like last year. And, and, and to circle back to, that was kind of a, a thing at the beginning of the season, as the Giants said, you know, we kind of in the off season, they worked with the pitchers and said, we need more strikeouts. We need you to strike out more batters because the more batters you strike out, yes, your pitch count goes up. Yeah. The less balls are in play, the less the defense has to work. But now with Casey Schmidt up, and again, like we were saying earlier, Casey Schmidt at third, uh, Brandon Crawford at short, and then or or even you know to make it, I, I think it's a more solid defense if you go JD Smith or JD Davis at third, uh, Brandon Crawford at short, uh, Casey Schmidt at second. I, I think you've got a very solid defense right there. So yeah, you don't have to worry about striking out batters. I think the Giants' philosophy may change at that point because. You know, article I read earlier in the year, Logan Webb wanted to use his four-seamer more as as the kill pitch to get yeah. more strikeouts. That hasn't happened. Uh, the, the Giants' strikeout numbers are not up compared to last year per nine. Um, and don't quote me on that, but I, I, <laughs> I haven't looked it up, but I don't feel like it. Uh, I don't feel like I'm seeing more strikeouts than I did last year. I'm seeing more balls put into play. But if they're making plays... Not a big deal, especially if after you walk a batter and you can get the you can get a ground ball, you could turn a double play, uh, get out of the inning, not extend it, and, and just throw one pitch to get something like that. Then, then I'm not too worried about strikeout numbers when it comes to that. I don't know what the Giants team is, but Webb is closer to 21 than 22 when it comes to strikeout per nine. 21, okay. he was striking dudes out, man. This dude is striking yeah. out more than a dude in inning. So 
He yeah, he's close to that. He last year he he fell off a little bit, but he's closer to that. Yeah, you know, so maybe he is you know doing what he wanted to do in in the off season. Yeah, a little bit a little bit better than that. All right, so you had a little bit of a, of a game here that you wanted to play, and go ahead and introduce that, and we'll just end the show with this game. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of simple. It's nothing too complex. It's just how would I make the Giants more fun to watch right now? Um, I'm going to throw something out there and then I, you know, just, if you just off the top of your head and you have something that you think could make the giants more fun, they're drawing 20,000 people to the games right now. And then I I know what I told, you know, I told hot take Bri, I was like, yeah, Warriors is over. (laughs) park (laughs) yeah exactly see and that's you know that's that was part of it you know a lot of attention was on the warriors um it's still early weather hasn't been fantastic yet um dodgers are coming to san francisco less padres are coming to san francisco less with this new um this new schedule but for me one of the things i would say is to make to make baseball in San Francisco more fun. I want to see more things like, and, and I know a lot of people didn't like this, but I enjoy bullpen roulette. I, I don't know if you enjoy it as much <laughs> as I do, but I enjoy when a guy is not pitching well, send him down, bring <laughs> up another guy from the minors and see what they can do because they're always usually pitching out of their minds when they come up from AAA. The problem is I was looking at the AAA pitching numbers. There are a lot more walks than I expected out of some of these guys. You know why? Uh, why is that? They have the robo-umps in AAA. That's true. You know what? They do have the robo-umps there. So maybe they come up and we can get uh, Angel Hernandez to call some <laughs> you know, 10 feet off the plate for you, make you feel better. But yeah, looking at guys like Ryan Walker, and I know you 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 have to, if you're going to make any of these moves, you've got to DFA people. Yeah. But I but I like that about, about the bullpen. You know, there, there's guys in the bullpen that the Giants have right now that I thought, okay, well, you know, they haven't really picked it up yet and it's May. So maybe, and again, I'm all for taking a Sean Manea and saying, okay, look, we're going to eat the rest of your contract. <laughs> oh, well, this didn't work out. Fans don't want to see that. You're not coming to the ballpark to watch Sean Manea or Tristan Beck throw three or four innings yeah. of five run baseball. You want to see a guy like Ryan Walker who in triple a right now, um, a 0.93 ERA with a 0.88 whip and 19 in the third innings. He's got 21 strikeouts. He's got a save. He's a back-end bullpen guy. Um, you look at another guy like Jorge Guzman, who's in uh, who's in Sacramento right now, a, a 2.00 ERA in 14 games, uh, 14 strikeouts in 18 innings, a 1.17 whip, another guy in the bullpen. But again, these guys are walking guys, but like you said, they do have the robo-ump, so yeah. it's a little bit more difficult. But that's how I would kind of fun things up. I I like – I always got excited when the Giants would DFA a reliever or somebody else and, and then like, we're bringing this guy up who throws – uh, 107 yeah. miles, yeah, 100 <laughs> miles an hour. We're going to bring him up and see what he can do. I mean, that was Duvall, uh, right? That was Duvall two, yeah. two, two years ago. Yeah, because you're going to hit on somebody who's got the intestinal fortitude to stay up there. Um, but, you know, when you're scaring guys and you're like, well, you're going to stay down in AAA and 
yeah, these guys are throwing, uh, you know, 93 mile an hour fastballs and yeah, they're getting tagged around, but we gave them a contract. So they kind of have to stick around and I get the whole money thing of things. And I know it's not going to happen, but that's just one of my things to kind of fun things up a little bit. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's really interesting is to really see who you have in the bullpen. Like let's bring up Keaton win. Let's, this is like Keaton. Wynn yeah. Throws minnings and you know, Cole waits is, has been up and, uh, but then, yeah. They, yeah, and he got blown up, and then they send him back down. Well, keep him up for a little bit. Let's yeah. see what he can do. Let's see, you know, let him get his feet, his legs under him. He pitched awesome at the end of last year, so yeah, we got to find another strong. Duvall. Our exactly. RJ Dabovich, bring That's him up too. It. Exactly. Okay, so here's my here's what I was thinking when when you were mentioning this. I, I thought there's one specific thing the Giants can do. And that is sooner than later, bring up Kyle Harrison because his starts become, they might, they might not become Lincecum happy Lincecum day starts. Right. But it, it's something right to where you kind of go like, like if, if the giants announced today that Kyle Harrison is going to make his major league debut in San Francisco, let's say Saturday, I'd be like, Hmm, what am I doing Saturday? There Can I go. actually get out to the park on Saturday to see this kid's first start? I would Are absolutely... you hearing this? Are you hearing this, Larry Bear? <laughs> exactly. I would, <laughs> I would absolutely try and go to see that because I, I want to see him. Uh, but there's a two, there's, there's, there's a two, a second person here. I looked at Mauricio Dubon. Not going to happen. Uh, not Mauricio Dubon. Yeah. Uh, Marco Luciano. I was, okay. For yeah. some reason, I was getting these guys mixed up. The name. <laughs> not not the player, but the names. Like, yeah, totally up. different players. <laughs> uh, Luciano, you know, he's got the back thing, and he's in Richmond. He's hitting like a buck fourteen right now with a couple jacks. Yeah. So he's he's taking some time, and really, he's going to play the left side of the infield. He's probably going to end up either a third baseman or an outfielder. There's no real there's no real spot for him just to plug him in, even if he just knocks the cover off the ball in Richmond. He's probably going to play Richmond. He'll get moved up to AAA, and next year will be the year where they kind of find a spot for him. So then I was like, okay, who else is in AAA right now? I think you go. You do this at the same time. So maybe it's not this week. Maybe it's this time in June or this time in July. You go, you know what? Somebody gets hurt. Maybe maybe it has to be Sable in order for this to happen. But we're bringing up Bailey and Harrison on the same day, and they're the battery that day. Wow. Rookie catcher, rookie pitcher, they know each other. Bailey's kind of the guy who's helping Harrison and vice versa, right? Bailey's not knocking the cover off of the baseball right now, but what you can do is if you really believe in Joe Bart, you have Joe Bart, play against left-handed pitching. You have Patrick Bailey play against right-handed pitching and you have your, your catcher position of young players. And in a sense, they're kind of competing against each other from what Joe Bart said, he and Bailey, you know, they root for each other. You know, they're, they're in, I think, were they in successive drafts or were they in like two, two drafts apart? I think they're two. Drafts I, apart. I think they were two, two drafts apart. Yeah. So, I think that would be interesting. You you have the you have Bart, you have Bailey, you have Harrison, you have Schmidt. Those are four guys 
who are all from the last uh, five drafts or so. And you kind of you kind of have to bridge this year it with the younger players because will the Giants make a run for the wild card? We hope it's possible, but that's going to be on the shoulders of Conforto and right. Hanager and JD Davis and your pitching staff, your your starting staff just getting hot. It's going to be on their shoulders. But at the same time, if you can give these younger players who you know are going to have an opportunity to play for you in the big leagues, and this is we're not talking about uh, a Ramos who it it just doesn't seem like he's going to be that guy. We're not talking about a Bryce Johnson who could be a supplementary guy, but he you're not you're not expecting him to go out there and play center field for 150 games. These four players were drafted to be big time players for the future. Now, Joe Bart may never hit enough. Patrick Bailey may never hit enough, but you want to see that's what would excite me to get out there or to, you know, to turn on that TV a little bit more when I'm like, eh, you know, wife and I are watching, you know, season nine of how I met your mother. I'll catch up on the Giants <laughs> game later, <laughs> but so, but that's what it's going to take. Right. I want yeah, those opportunities yeah. to go. You know what? Kyle Harrison's pitching. I got to go out of my way to watch him. You know, Patrick yes. Bailey just came up just like Schmidt. Got to go out of my way. I want to see his first AB, his second AB. That's what I think it's going to take. And I think if you bridge these four guys with your current team, which is a very veteran heavy free agent, heavy guys who aren't going to be around for, for that long, unless you sign them to extended deals, that will be a nice bridge for me to go. Okay. Now, you know, I, I'm, we're paying attention to this season a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm I'm 100% with you on that because I love Giants games. At this age, it's hard. We can't watch every single one. Um, but, but if there are, I mean, I find it a little more rare lately where I'm like, ooh, the, tonight is a must-watch game. Like Casey Schmidt coming up. That was a must-watch game. Then the home run. So the next night became a must watch game. Um, we need to string those together. Like we did a couple of years ago, you know, it's like, Hey, this team is rolling. These are must watch games. Uh, and, th and that was my other one too. I, I was going to say, uh, I love Blake Sable, but, but I think if he's stuck as a DH and an, and an outfielder, cause the way he's been hitting, he's up to like two sixty. Yeah, he's up to like two fifty five. Yeah, and he's got power. He's got six home runs. They don't want to just jettison him and say, like, okay, well, we'll send him back to, what is it, Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I don't think they want to do that. So if they can keep him somehow as an outfielder and as a, as a DH and then bring up Patrick Bailey, then you could have that defensive catchers in, in Joey Bard and Patrick Bailey. Um, Bailey is actually hitting 294 in May in AAA. So, oh, there you go. Uh, but he is striking out. Yeah, uh, quite a bit. 34 at-bats in May. He struck out 10 times. I mean, that's a pretty good clip of strikeouts. But still, uh, if he can come up and command a game and command a game for the pitchers, I think that's more important than anything because now you've shored up the middle of the infield uh, with Crawford and Schmidt, and then you get a good defensive catcher in Bailey. Uh, then you just kind of have to worry a little bit more about center field. Uh, but, but at that point you, you've injected that youth, you've injected that, um, just kind of 
charisma and fun into the game. And, and I think, you know, the veterans like Haniger and Conforto, they'll kind of latch onto that and say, okay, hey, we got a core here. It's time to pick things up. The young guys are doing stuff, so let let's go. You know, let's yeah. Let's, I, I just wish they had a playoff spot. I just wish they had a power bat that was like an outfielder, because yeah. then you could go, oh yeah, Conforto, he's going to be here for a year. He hits twenty five jacks, and he's going to opt out, and he's going to go somewhere else. You go, oh yeah, we have this young, you know. Unfortunately, it's not Hunter Bishop. Unfortunately, it's not Elio Ramos. You know, yeah. a lot of uh, still still have a lot of the the guys who may become those guys in the in the lower level of the minor leagues. But yeah, I would like to see some advancement. I think that would keep me kind of interested because if you go back to what is it? Oh five, Kane comes up. Right. Oh six, oh seven, Lincecum comes up, and then we get you know in the late two thousands, Brandon Belt and Crawford, like those guys they they gave us a shot of energy because those were old teams too you know those were really old teams and you had the shot of youth that helped them get over the top so that's what that's what i want to see i'm I'm hoping that they could utilize these younger players to give this old you know these this old roster this it's kind of a journeyman roster in some instances too like lamont wade jr is is a journeyman player who the giants have given an opportunity to and maybe he's going to be the worth more, you know, I think he's already worth more than a journeyman guy, but they're giving yeah. him an opportunity because they saw something in him, but they have journeyman spots on this roster where if you, let's just put some youth in there and, and, and let's see, let's see what we can do. But I, yeah. I know, I know this, you know, this whole prospect stuff, you want to give these guys reps. You don't want to take them away. You don't, you know, you want Patrick Bailey to be hitting every day. You don't want him to be hitting, you know, 50% of the time I get that piece of it, but that's what I want to see. That's what would get me to the park and and make sure that I'm paying a a lot closer attention. I mean, you know, we already pay really close attention, but Oh yeah. That would get me excited, I guess is what was the question. So. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think that's what it would take. I think it's the youth injection. I mean, really, you know, we've been hearing about the minor league system for so many years and uh, this team made the playoffs a couple of years ago and then last year 500 and then this year below 500. Uh, I think people just want to have something. They want to have a future to look for with this team. And, and, and I think, I mean, I, that's just unfortunately what it's going to take. And and then making the move for Schmidt, you know, bringing him up, that was really the first step. And I think that kind of is showing the fans that, hey, we're not afraid to. If these guys prove themselves in AAA, like Patrick Bailey continues to raise that average up, we're going to see him pretty soon. I would say probably three weeks, maybe there's a good chance three to four weeks. We're going to see Patrick Bailey up, Um, you know, and like you said, it may, it may take an injury to a catcher at some point, but the first injury that happens to any catcher that that is your next guy in line. Uh, Ricardo Henovese, I don't think is on the 40 man. So it's going to have to be, you know, Patrick Bailey coming up and uh, you know, excited to see it. Don't want to see it because of an injury. I want to see it because of earning. I want to see Sable become more of a DH outfielder type of guy. Cause he plays a good, a good outfield, not great, but he plays a good outfield and he makes some plays. Um, it's just all of our outfielders have noodle arms. <laughs> you know, you can't have everything. Yeah. Uh, all <laughs> right. That is it from here. Uh, like I said, Giants have an interesting home uh, home series, uh, two series, again, two series, two series against 
you know, my wife said that I said series is the other day. I was like, no way. I would have never You're like, said what? series is. And then I just go ahead and say it right now. You said nobody says that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Phillies, Marlins, they got some ground to catch up to because they're 17 and 23. Uh, I don't think that Giants fans were hoping for 17 and 23. Maybe the most cynical of us yeah. were like, just watch them be 17 and 23 after 40 games. <laughs> but you know, I, I don't want I don't want to be out of the wild card by the all-star break. So they got they got some work to right. do. Let's flip it around. These next 40 games, 23 and 17, and let's be 40 and 40 at the end of 80 games and then be on our go. way there. All right. For Brad, I am double G. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace. When you drive the most dependable mass market brand, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the number one most dependable mass market brand three years in a row by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among mass market brands in the J.D. Power 2021 to 2023 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Studies. 2023 study based on 2020 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2023 details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.